are Locked On Razorbacks, your daily podcast on the Arkansas Razorbacks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And welcome into the Locked On Razorbacks podcast. I am your host, John Neighbors. I am also the host of Out of Bounds. You can catch every weekday afternoon from 1 to 4 on 1037thebuzz and 1037thebuzz.com. Today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. Go to builtbar.com and use promo code Locked On, and you'll get 20% off your next order. Hope everybody had a wonderful weekend. And if you're here in the Arkansas area, it's amazing how much all the snow, all the snow is pretty much gone. <laughs> like three days ago, we were covered in snow and now it's all gone. It's amazing what 65 degree weather can do. Jeez, this is Arkansas weather for you, but hopefully everyone had a wonderful weekend. And so far, at least at the time of this recording of this podcast, it's been a great weekend for Razorback baseball. And we're going to talk with Andrew Hutchinson of hogbeat.com more about that uh, here in the next segment. But uh, it's, it's just good to have it back, man. It's good to have it back, and the fact that Arkansas, at, again, at the time of this recording, is 2-0, and and have defeated Texas Tech in, in wild fashion, like wild pitches all over the place, and now you have uh, Arkansas beating Texas, blanking them 4 to nothing. Uh, they play TCU here, hopefully pretty soon, and um, either way, even if Arkansas does lose to TCU, it's been a great outing. It's been a great performance, and there's been a lot of good things about them. And that's what the exciting thing is about with uh, Dave Van Horn Razorback Baseball. You can always count on him, man. You can always count on him to be good and to be fun and to be interesting and to be entertaining and tough and confident and everything that you need on a baseball team. And uh, there's good reason for excitement surrounding the program right now, especially anytime you beat Texas Tech and Texas in, in the fashion that you did. But, you know, there's a, there's a few players that have really stood out to me. And I feel like uh, Arkansas – of course, is always going to have talent, and and we know about some of the guys that have been around uh, that are talented, uber town talented guys like Christian Franklin, who's, who's extremely capable, and Casey Opitz, and, and guys like that. But uh, there's been a few guys that I am really excited about what they'll be able to to bring uh, at some point in time as the season goes on. Because again, uh, you know, there's a long way ahead. We don't want to get ahead of ourselves. We don't want to start freaking out and saying, well, this team's going to do this and they're going to be awesome and nothing is getting in their way because we've seen it before where uh, Arkansas baseball has had a, a strong start to the season but then had fizzled out as the season went on or where they started poorly and then they end up being really good. So it's hard to take a lot from this. But uh, a few players that have really stood out to me. First off, Peyton Paulette. Paulette, I think it's Paulette. Uh, the the starting pitcher against Texas, I I love that dude. Like we we don't really know much about a few of these pitchers that Arkansas has this year. We haven't seen Connor Noland or Patrick Wicklander yet, uh, which were the guys last year. But this guy came in just throwing straight heat. I mean, like he only pitched four innings, and that's all they needed out of him. He only gave up one hit. He struck out eight batters, eight, eight batters, and he was doing it. By just absolutely throwing smoke. He was hitting about 95, 96 miles an hour on some fastballs. And and Texas, he, he just had them on a loop. Like he didn't, they didn't know what to do. And so seeing his stuff and his and his heat that he was bringing uh gives me a lot of excitement and a lot of hope uh for him being a starter this year. I can't wait to see more out of him. But also Caleb Bolden, uh, who came in relief later in the game, uh, after Caden Monk uh, uh, pitched a couple, uh, he came in and had gave up no hits, no runs. And in fact, had seven strikeouts himself. So uh, Saturday was definitely, the, or Sunday, I should say, it was definitely the day of of great pitching as uh, Razorbacks blanked Texas. And fact, in fact, uh, funny story. If I'm, I'm, I'm trying to make sure I get this right, but Arkansas had more hit batsmen 
against Texas, and te- they gave up hits. So because because Texas only had two hits in this game, and they had three hit batsmen. So uh, great performance there, and and the pitching and everything going into it, it was just awesome. And that's what you hope to see out of a Dave Van Horn coached Razorback baseball team. So not surprising there. Another player though that I'm really excited about uh, is Jalen Battles, the shortstop. Now Jalen is a guy that uh, he, he is, he, you probably heard of him last year, but again, it's hard to really know how much you know about somebody when uh, the season ended abruptly like it did last year, but he plays shortstop and uh, he had a good game, great game against Texas Tech uh, where he uh, had a few RBIs in that game. And even against Texas last night, he still had a hit and uh, was making some great plays at shortstop and all that. And I've, I've coined him a nickname. I'm hoping it sticks. And people who have listened to the show or listened to me or saw me on Twitter probably annoyed about this. But I'm, ta- I'm calling him Balls Battles because that dude just has balls. He has uh, an ability to, to make some really good plays. You can tell he's confident. He's strong. He's athletic. And it's something that Arkansas has kind of been missing, in my opinion, at shortstop for quite some time. Uh, shortstop's obviously a very important position in baseball. And Arkansas has had elite players, uh, fielding-wise, pretty much everywhere. If you look just across the board, pretty much everywhere at every position, they've had pros, they've had elites, they've had all these guys. But it seemed like shortstop was always a position they struggled at. Even Casey Martin, who's a phenomenal baseball player, when it came to fielding at shortstop or throwing it to first, he struggled. Uh, Before that, I mean, you just throw in some guys' names in there. And it's not that they're bad players at all. I'm not saying that. But like Ben Chepikaw and Tim Carver, uh, guys like that, they were really good players, but considering the other players around them and how elite some of those guys were, it was kind of just surprising that they had the issues that they did at shortstop. And I'm hoping I don't jinx them, but knock on wood, that's what we're going to get to see out of Balls Battles. Balls Battles is going to be able to make some serious plays for Arkansas, and I can't wait to see uh, what he's going to continue to be capable of as he seems like he has a good batter on him. And if Arkansas can count on him to make plays on defense – uh, they're already going to be a force to be reckoned with, but they can really be successful from that as well. So it's just great to see baseball back and Arkansas winning. And I think that's the most important thing is winning and, and winning in a way that's that's exciting and fun to see what this team's going to be able to do the rest of the way. Uh, the other thing that sucks about it, I guess, is the Mississippi schools are doing pretty well too, Ole Miss and Mississippi State, but screw them. I don't care. I hate them, and I hope they fail miserably. Arkansas is going to be the, the team that I think is going to be the one that stands and the left standing at the end of the season when it comes to postseason play. That's my bet. That's my guarantee. That's my whatever. So it's exciting, folks. I can't wait to see the rest of the season and can't wait to see tonight's game against TCU as well. Uh, folks, you heard me talk, also tell you about betonline.ag. It's the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Football might be over, but at the NBA, you have college basketball, you have NHL, you have all that stuff, and it's in full swing. BetOnline even offers awards, TV shows, and reality television, as well as real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. BetOnline also has you covered for all news, scores, and odds, and is the best place to place your bets, and also it's free to sign up. If you head to the website and use your mobile device to sign up today, use promo code LOCKEDON for 50% off your welcome deposit. That's right, 50% off your welcome deposit with LOCKEDON as your promo code at BetOnline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. Locked on Razorbacks, your daily Arkansas Razorbacks podcast. All right, it's very uh, common here in Razorback media that a lot of people cover different sports, and you can get a lot of different takes and a lot of different ideas and opinions on 
uh, football and basketball. But when it comes to baseball, there are very few that are really good at it and really good at uh, being able to follow it and passionately saying that as well. And luckily, uh, we have somebody who's kind enough to always uh, come on the podcast or come on my radio show and discuss it. And that's what we're going to do right now as we go to the phone lines and welcome in Andrew Hutchinson of hogbeat.com. Does a phenomenal job covering all things Razorback baseball. Andrew, appreciate you joining us this afternoon, man. How you doing? Doing all right, guys. How about y'all? We're doing good. good. I, I, I know that we're going to talk about the game. But first... Did you watch this game on Flow TV? And second, have you ever watched a worse, uh, a worse uh, television broadcast of a sporting event besides this one? So yes, I am watching it on Flow Sports. Uh, but yes, I have seen a worse because just a couple of years ago, Arkansas played out at USC. I don't know if you remember that. Oh, that's right. I uh, forgot about it. The the Pac-12. I don't know if they're calling it like the Pac-12 Plus or something. It was. It, it truly was the. I mean, it, it was so bad that I had to turn it off. Like, I mean, they they just they didn't have anyone running a camera. It was just kind of a stationary camera, uh, horrible quality. It was that that was the worst. Now, this isn't great by any means. Uh, this this weekend certainly makes you appreciate things like the the SEC network and things like that. <laughs> yeah, I'll never complain about the SEC network ever again after the But I forgot about that USC broadcast. I wanted to say, like, they didn't even really have, like, the pitch counts or anything on the screen in the graphics. I could be wrong about that, but uh, I knew it was pretty terrible. But luckily, to make it a little easier for Razorback fans, the play has not been terrible from the Razorback baseball team. They're 2-0. Uh, we'll start with that Texas Tech game on Saturday because that was a late one. But a wild one, and even Dave Van Horn after the game, Andrew, said he hadn't been really a part of a wild baseball game like that in quite some time. Uh, it was what, what did you make of that game, and what can we really take from Because I thought Arkansas's pitching really struggled, but at the same time, Texas's Tech wasn't exactly the greatest either. So, I mean, what can you, if anything, get out of a game like that? It's hard to say, but I mean, it, it was it was the first game of the year after an 11-month layoff thanks to the pandemic. Uh, two really good teams, so whenever you do make mistakes, the other team's going to make you pay. Uh, so I think that all kind of played into it, uh, but uh, it, it was it was very, very sloppy. I mean, Arkansas, if you, if you think about it, Arkansas scored four runs on wild pitches, and then another one on a balk, and another on an error after one of those wild pitches. Uh, so that's almost half their runs right there. It's pretty crazy to think about, just all the the wacky things that happened in that game. And then you throw in the fact that it ended at like 1240 AM. So uh, definitely a crazy one. Uh, Arkansas just feels lucky to come out with, with a win in that game. Uh, You're right. The pitching did struggle, uh, especially a couple of the the veteran arms that were uh, hyped up as being a lot better this year. I mean, Kevin Copps really, really, really struggled last year in the pandemic shortened season. Uh, he comes out there and doesn't exactly look great. He does get out of an inning, uh, but he wasn't great. You know, Cole Ramage is a veteran guy. He's in his fourth season at Arkansas. He struggled, so that was disappointing. Uh, but to see Elijah Tress, you know, give up the bomb, yes, uh, but then able to finish it out the last three innings, I thought that was a really, really encouraging sign for Arkansas because he's going to be a a key arm on this year's team if they're going to have a lot of success. So, yeah, pitching did struggle, uh, but I thought, you know, Zeb Vermillion also had a good start, and, and the Tress uh, finishing out the the win uh, I think was an encouraging thing to see 
uh, from such a, a wild game. So looking at the second game, what did you think about the pitching there? Because it seemed that they were able to get some things together and maybe tighten up that rotation, and they didn't have to go as deep where you had a couple of guys that went about four innings. Yeah, Peyton Paulette was electric. I mean, he's a guy that I think has the potential to maybe even become the Friday night guy if he keeps pitching like he did. I mean, he was pumping at mid-90s and was able to maintain it over a few innings. He did lose a little bit of velocity late, uh, but again, it's the first uh, outing of the year where he's able to go extended like that. Yeah, there's been some scrimmages, but it's a little bit different going up against another team uh, in an actual real game. So that that was great to see. And then also, I think Caleb Bolden finishing it off with a four-inning save was was fantastic. He's not an overpowering guy. He's not going to be a guy that, that pumps at mid-90s. Uh, but he uh, used a slider last night. I actually just wrote a story about this on Hogbeat, uh, about his slider and how it kind of – he just developed it like a week ago. And so if it looks that good after only working on it for about a week, uh, how's it going to look, you know, come SEC play, come the postseason, uh, when he's had a lot more time to really fine-tune it and things like that. So that that was uh, quite the contract contrast because they went from giving up nine earned runs on, like, ten free passes and nine hits to, to throwing a, a combined shutout, two-hitter, only a handful of, of free passes. So uh, a, a much better uh, job by the pitching staff, which is more like what the – the coaching staff thought they were going to get out of the, the pitchers uh, because of how deep the, the staff is this year. Yeah, Peyton Paulette was the guy that I was so impressed by, and especially in the early going, he was just mowing them down. And that fastball, roughly around 95, 96 miles an hour. And that's what I try to tell people, and I'm sure you've had to deal with the same thing on your website at hogbeat.com, Andrew, is just kind of telling people, hey, listen, there's going to be some things that you're going to get frustrated by. There's going to be some opportunities missed, all of these things. But at the same time, you're going up against top 10 teams in the opening weekend of college baseball where you didn't really have a full season, nowhere near a full season last year. So there's going to be some struggles. There's going to be some some uh, some problems there. But overall, it's just about getting the victory and trying to figure these things out. And that's why I look at a guy like Peyton Paulette, the fact that he came in and did what he did. I'm really excited to see what he's capable of as the season goes on. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, people have to remember that it's a 56-game season. College baseball is much different than college football and even college basketball. There's so many games, no one's going to go undefeated. Uh, You're going to lose 15 to 20 games, and you're probably going to lose some games you're not supposed to. I mean, it wouldn't surprise me if Arkansas, even if they beat TCU, uh, tonight, you know, maybe they drop a game in the four-game series coming up against Southeast Missouri. Uh, fans will probably lose their mind if that happens. You know, it seems like it happens every year, uh, but it it is a long season. There, there are going. No one's going to play perfect. There are going to be things that drive you crazy, uh, but you have to look for those individual things, like you know, Paulette's start, like Bolden's performance. Uh, you know, Brady Slavin's having a really good day at the plate. Uh, those are the things kind of got to look at and say, okay, you know, if Arkansas can keep that going and can get that kind of performance from these players routinely, then they're going to win more times than they lose. Well, uh, talking about the pitching staff and some of the changes there, we got a couple of starters in Connor Nolan, Patrick Wicklander. That uh, what, what do you think uh, as far as when we'll see them and what they'll contribute this season? 
Yeah, I, I fully anticipate seeing at least one of them uh, tonight against TCU. Uh, you're, you're not going to get a ton out of Lyle Lockhart, the starter, because everyone's on a pitch count. I mean, Vermillion and Paulette, neither one uh, got out of the fifth. So you're, you're going to need some long relief again. Uh, I would guess Connor Nolan would start or would be the first guy that they call on, you know, in, the, in terms of long relief. Uh, I could be wrong on that. That's just kind of a, an educated guess. I've heard that he, you know, he really struggled in the fall, uh, but then he's looked a lot better since coming back uh, after the break and, you know, in the practices leading up to the season, uh, whereas Patrick Wicklander was kind of the opposite. He looked really good in the fall uh, and then really struggled in the scrimmages uh, in the, I think, the three-week practice period leading up to the season. So uh, I bet. I bet we see them. You know, one of them could also start one of the four games against Simo. Uh, it is a four-game series. Plus, it starts on Thursday after this weekend series started on Saturday. So the, the timing of it's kind of funky. I don't even know if all uh, three guys that start this weekend could start next weekend. Uh, but you know, those those guys are going to see some action, and you're also probably going to see a, a freshman in Jackson Wiggins. Uh, a really electric guy that can, can throw up to 98 miles an hour, uh, really looks the part, could be a weekend rotation guy by the end of the season. Uh, I bet we see him you know, maybe for an inning or so tonight. If not, I, I fully anticipate he starts the, the Thursday game against Simo. We'll continue our discussion with Andrew Hutchison of Hogbeat.com here in just a second, but I'm all about the Bill Bar, folks. I, I can't tell you how it gets me through the day and especially how it gets me through my shows. It's, you know, I get to sleep in a little bit longer. It's true. But the thing is, is that when you do a radio show or a podcast or whatever it may be, you need to have energy and a lot of it. And luckily, Bill Bar is able to help out with that, not only because it is able to improve your energy, but it's also doing it in a healthy way. Not a lot of unwanted sugars or caffeines or anything like that. It is all natural and it's great for all you health conscious people out there. And if you go to BillBar.com, Use promo code Locked On, you get 20% off your next order. Simple as that. They have so many different flavors that you can choose from. Choose the ones you like the best. I promise you will not be disappointed. Head to BuiltBar.com. Use promo code Locked On for 20% off your next order. You are Locked On Razorbacks, your daily Arkansas Razorbacks podcast. The player I want to ask you about as well, because again, I'm trying not to jinx any of these guys because it's so early in the season, only being two games, but... A guy that has really impressed me is Jalen Battles. I call him Balls Battles, and I'm hoping that sticks. But uh, the guy is really good at shortstop. Not only defensively, he was making some great plays, some great throws. But also, uh, I mean, he had a great game against Texas Tech. Had two hits, three runs, three, or excuse me, two runs, three hits, and three RBIs. And even in last night's game, he still played well. It seems like Arkansas has always had a shortstop problem where even they have had guys decent, they've really yet to – get that position figured out. What do you make of Jalen Battles in the early going, and uh, what do you think he could be capable of and how big he could be for this team? Yeah, so he actually played uh, summer ball uh, with a, a team in Texas, and I, I talked to his, his coach on that team, who happens to be a, a former Major League Baseball manager. I can't remember his name, uh, but he told me that Jalen Battles has a big league glove right now. Like, you could take him and put him – in the big leagues, and he would play defensively just fine at shortstop. Uh, the issue has always been, can he hit well enough to stay in the lineup? And uh, that's probably my biggest takeaway from these first couple of games is, yes, while he has been impressive uh, at, at shortstop, you know, making making fantastic plays, uh, he's also come up clutch with some big hits, 
I mean, he had the big double uh, against Texas Tech, uh, had another hit last night. Uh, he just seems to, to deliver, and even when he hasn't got hits, he's put the ball in play and, and made solid contact. So that's my biggest takeaway from battles is that he, he's hitting a lot better than maybe I expected him to. Uh, he's in the nine hole right now. You know, maybe he hits well enough to move up in the order, but I also think that he's a guy that Van Horn almost uses a uh, almost a you know second leadoff guy. You know, to help turn the lineup over is you know get get on base, and he's got good enough speed that he could score. You know, if, if you get the top of the lineup on, up after uh, he gets on base, so he, he's been impressive this weekend for sure. Uh, Going to be exciting to see how how well he does throughout the season. Does this team have a guy who can step up to the plate and just hit bombs like Heston Kerstad and some of the players that we've seen in the past? Yeah, I don't know if there's going to be a single guy. I mean, you think that Christian Franklin would be that guy. I mean, he is a preseason All-American, uh, and he's he's kind of struggled these first couple of games, struggled big time that game one. He had four strikeouts, uh, had the golden sombrero, uh, but he did get a hit uh, in last night's game. He did have the last at-bat on Saturday where he hit what just was absolutely crushed. Uh, it just happened to be the dead center where it was 407 feet to, to get over the wall. Uh, so that that probably would have been a, a monster home run, a bomb. I think he's going to be your guy, uh, but I think there's enough guys throughout the lineup that are, it's going to be more distributed. I don't know if there's going to be a Heston Kerstad type who's capable of hitting 20 home runs, uh, but I think several guys throughout the order uh, can can provide that power. I mean, Caden Wallace is a freshman. Uh, we haven't really seen his full potential yet through two games. He's an Arkansas kid, probably could have gone pro right out of high school, uh, but wanted to play for the Hogs. Uh, he's a guy that can do that. I mean, Brady Slavens uh, has maybe the most power, raw power on the team, uh, he hit the three-run bomb last night. Uh, but he's a guy that was in just tearing up junior college last year and was putting up video game numbers. He had 14 home runs in 22 games and was hitting well over 500, uh, 47 RBIs. Uh, so he he's, he may not always make contact, but when he does make contact, the ball is going to go a long, long way like we saw last night. Should we worry? be worried about Christian Franklin at all? I know it's early, and some people were just freaking out, especially in his first game where he had four strikeouts in that one. But uh, what, what do you think about Christian Franklin, and is it just something that, hey, it's two games, you can't really take much from it? You know, if, if we talk this time next week and he is still struggling, then maybe I would be ready to hit the panic button. But it is the first weekend. Uh, it is top-notch competition. So I'm not ready to hit the panic button yet. I think he's going to be very good. I've I've just seen him do nothing but you know hit the ball since he's gotten here. I mean he had a little bit of struggles as a freshman, but he seemed like he got it figured out. You know at the end of that season, uh, was the only guy that really the only guy that hit anything in the College World Series back in 2019, and he just he hit over the summer. He hit in the fall. He hit during the shortened season. Uh, I think he'll get it figured out and, and will be fine. Coming into this season, what were your expectations for the Razorbacks as far as conference play? Uh, we know how tough the SEC is. Now they've looked good out of conference through a couple of games, but what were your expectations coming in? I think they're going to be good. I don't know if they're going to be top eight national seed where you're hosting a regional and super regional good, 
but I do think they're going to be capable of hosting a regional. Uh, in my official preseason predictions, that's what I predicted is that they would host a regional, uh, but would have to hit the road for a super regional. You know, should they win the regional? Because uh, the SEC is going to be good. I mean, we're we're already seeing it. You know, in Arlington, Ole Miss has won its first two games. You know, Mississippi State's one of one. Uh, they're trying to close out a, a game against Texas Tech right now as we speak. Uh, that would move them to two and one on the weekend. Uh, Florida is the preseason number one team, even though they lost their opening series to Miami. Uh, it is a loaded, loaded SEC. So it's going to be tough, but I think Arkansas is going to be right there in the thick of things in the West. Uh, I did. I don't think they're going to win the West, uh, but it wouldn't also. It also wouldn't surprise me if they did. Uh, but I, I don't want Arkansas fans to maybe get those expectations out of the water. You know, if they do beat TCU tonight and start out three and zero with three incredible wins over ranked teams, simmer down. It, it's <laughs> it's non conference play. They're not going fifty six and zero. They're going to lose. They're going to struggle once they hit SEC play. Every team does. Uh, but you know, just kind of relax and enjoy the ride because I think they are going to be good and uh, an entertaining and fun team to watch. All right, Andrew, last one before we let you get out of here. TCU tonight, Arkansas is going to try to go 3-0, and which would be huge, and I know that would get everybody excited, and I'm sure the rankings, whenever they come back, or at least the ones that matter, would be impactful from that. What do you make of this game, this matchup, the pitching, all the preview for tonight between Arkansas and TCU? I'm, I'm excited to see what Lyle Lockhart looks like for Arkansas. You know, starting out, he's a lefty. He didn't put up great numbers at Houston, uh, but he was their Friday night guy. And, and Houston is a pretty solid baseball program, uh, so that that does mean something. Uh, so I'm, I'm looking forward to that, and I'm also really looking forward. You know, we talked about Nolan and Whitlander. You know, who who gets to, to pitch tonight, and you know, maybe we get to see a Jackson Wiggins, see him make his debut. I really want to see what the pitching staff can do. Uh, I don't know much about TCU other than the fact that you know they did win yesterday. Uh, they did beat Mississippi State, which. Is a is a quality win. Uh, they're going to be throwing a lefty that put up good numbers last year in the shortened season. Uh, lefties have sometimes given Arkansas problems. Uh, we'll see if that continues this year. Uh, but I, it it should be another good game. I, I don't expect to blow out one way or the other. Uh, but it it would be huge in terms of the rankings, like you said, to to win this game. You know, some of the rankings have already come out. I saw Baseball America moved them up from 14 to 6 just with the two wins over Texas Tech and Texas. Uh, win over TCU would, would only help the, the rise up the rankings. All right, I know I said last one, but real quick. To Arkansas, Alabama, basketball, first top 25 matchup in Bud Walton Arena since 1998, which is disgusting. Does Arkansas beat the Crimson Tide? I think they're going to they're gonna play a lot better than the first time Arkansas played Alabama, <laughs> that's for sure. Uh, that, that was uh, just awful and you know Justin Smith being back and fully healthy you know that was the first game Justin Smith was back uh, from his injury I think he's back and healthy and I think that's going to make a huge difference I think Arkansas could could pull out the the win tonight the biggest thing I'm disappointed about though is that it is the pandemic year and there's only going to be 4,000 some fans in Bud Walton Arena because I think it would be absolutely packed and wild tonight uh, with 20,000 plus if they could, if they could sell it out for a, for a top twenty five matchup. Hopefully, though, uh, we don't have to wait another twenty something years for for the next one. 
yeah, let's uh, let's just hope that's not the case, but it should be a great game. Andrew, appreciate you joining us, man. Enjoy the game tonight and the rest of the week, and I'm sure we'll catch up with you later down the road. Yep, thanks for having me on, guys. Well, appreciate everybody listening in to the Locked on Razorbacks podcast. Be sure to like and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or on Google Play. You can also get after me on Twitter at BuzzJohnNeighbors for any questions, comments, concerns that you may have. We'll keep it going from there. Same podcast time, same podcast channel tomorrow afternoon. Have a great day, everybody. We'll see you then. You are locked on Razorbacks, your daily Arkansas Razorbacks podcast. 